highest Keith's first corner for paranormal things. We're going to bring you GHI's. If I can get it in focus here. The rise of Frankenstein. Or where they were buried. Without further ado, it's called The Rise of Frankenstein in Belgium and Italy. That's probably where Mary Shelley's buried. On this episode of Ghost Hunters International, a woman whose great-grandfather was killed during World War One. Monsieur Bogart, give us a sign for your great-granddaughter. What the hell was that? Can the team reach a desperate soldier buried alive? Something just pulled on me flashlight what pushes joe to the breaking point a dark entity is chased down hold up hold up have they found the lost soul from world war one i just saw it again i just saw it again and later ghi heads to a 16th century italian villa to investigate frankenstein's birthplace so you believe behind this wall that there may be bodies yes can the team unearth lingering spirits and find out what's lurking at the mansion God. As an ominous corpse risen from the dead. There was somebody standing right there. Famous for its chocolates. Susan's gonna give us a download. Well, guys, we're heading over to investigate the fortress of Antwerp. Now, this was Belgium, one of the first France, Belgian Spain, fortresses to be attacked by the Germans during Antwerp, World War Belgium. I. The German army launched over 500 mortar blasts towards the fort, killing many of the Belgian troops. Now, there isn't an exact death toll, but I do know that 75 people were killed during a structure collapse. Their bodies were never pulled out from that wreckage. So the skeletal remains could possibly still be there. That's right. Now, I know one of the things that was brought up was that there Susan were some deaths Slaughter. that took place in the moat surrounding the fort. Yes. Now, a lot of people are claiming that they're hearing banging as well as disembodied voices. Shadows have been seen through the entire fortress as well as full-bodied apparitions of soldiers wow. we've been called in by leontina whose great-grandfather was stationed at the fortress of antwerp and she wants to know if he's at peace since his body was never recovered after the war so could it be that Is he that was him? one of the soldiers buried underneath this rubble Wow, to, to know that he potentially could be buried there, that's, that's messed up. Hopefully we'll be able to reassure World her in some way that her great-grandfather is actually at peace. Like dad in World War II. Oh wow, looks completely forgotten. The Fortress of Anthony. Leontina. Very good to see you. Hi. Hi, nice to meet you. Hello. Oh, these are all gas masks. masks yeah, well. I've never seen so many. I've called GHI in today because my great grandfather was actually killed here by German soldiers. There are stories about paranormal activity around here, and my great grandmother, she was actually worried that his soul or his spirit might not be at rest. So that's actually the question I want answered. What are some of the stories associated with this fortress? 
Well, this fortress was built in late 1800s and it was used during both world wars as protection for the city of Antwerp. But this place obviously has a very personal connection with you because of the loss of your great-grandfather. Yeah. My great-grandfather was based out here during the First World War, and he actually died here. There was about 75 soldiers, and they were all together, and then German soldiers bombed the place. The roof fell in, and they were all buried, and the rubble is still there. What paranormal stories are associated with this fortress? There were stories of apparitions. There was one apparition of an orange figure of soldiers. And then up there, on the roof of this hangar, they saw black shadows as well. I was with a friend at the fortress, and we wanted to take some pictures. My friend yelled to me because he saw something, sort of black shadows, who came toward us. I turned around to come back, but it was if someone was pushing me. But we don't have any explanation for it. Now, I know you are interested in this place for a very personal reason. I am actually really interested in seeing where it was that you think your, your great-grandfather passed. Okay, that's in the right Capanero. I'll take you there. Great. Okay. How many times have you been here? Uh, well, it's actually the first time that I come in here, so this it feels a bit strange. This is the first time I'm coming to see yeah. where your great-grandfather so that's, Yeah, I've never been in here. Yeah. So you're going to show them where the, her, her grandfather is oh, wow. buried. That's actually the rubble that came down when yeah. they were bombed, I think, by 500 grenades. 500? And um, there must be around 70, 75 bodies buried under there, so um, yeah. It's given me a bit of goosebumps, really. Yeah. I've heard a lot of stories about it, but being here, it makes me, yeah, a bit creepy, really. Yeah. 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 Just the idea that he could be buried under there, it's um, emotional. Yeah. I don't remember you telling us his name. His name's Alphonse. Alphonse. Okay. What type of activity is also happening here, along with the memories, of course, of what you have yeah. here? Well, apparently, up there on the outside, rubble, there was a gun position, and uh, you can still see the, the rim. And some dark figures or shadows were seen up there. But um, if you want to investigate, I think you best go on the outside. It's overgrown. Now, I know one of the stories we heard was that two apparitions were seen in this room. One had a uniform from World War One, and the other one had a uniform from World War II, so yeah. I hear the voice. It was a voice in Dutch saying, Laat dat, eh? leave that. I believe the soldiers that died over here are hunting uh, the fortress. What would you like us to do here? Obviously, I never met him, but I had a really good connection with my grandfather, and it was very important to him. He was really worried that they were not able to bury him. Just didn't know that he was at rest, so um, basically I'm doing this for him, really. We will try our utmost to find out yeah. if we can make some type of contact with him. We will do whatever we can. Okay, thanks. This case is a little different because we're actually going in looking for a family member. Lee and Tina asked us to come in here and look for her great-grandfather, Alphonse. Americanized she wants to make sure that he's not over. here, that he is at rest. Knows so I can see why she wants to, to get some answers out of this. So, Paul, the equipment setup, how's everything going? What I've basically been using is my mini DVR systems. I've hooked those up to the cameras. And as we go out to the locations, we'll be setting those up. I mean, obviously, we're going to be concentrating a lot more on our handhelds. Other than that, uh, we are pretty much ready to go. Everybody collect your things and let's get going. All right. Okay. Okay. Can you imagine wandering around in here knowing that your great-grandfather could be buried somewhere? This is the place where when the Germans invaded during World War I, 70 plus soldiers were crushed to death. 
their bodies are still there. And Leontina Bogart's great-grandfather died during this, this uh, German invasion. And some visitors to the site were seeing apparitions in there. Hello? Monsieur Bogart, are you able to step forward to us and give us a sign for your great-granddaughter? I started to hear what sounded like voices. It seemed to be in the distance somewhere. Hello? What the hell was that? Did you see that? Yes. Have you seen that light move to the left? Yes. That doesn't make any sense. No, it does not. Something very, very strange happened. There was this unusual light that appeared, and both of us were able to see it. It was like right over here. The light was actually emanating inside the room that we were in and not coming from outside. If it was you who was responsible for producing that light, can you step forward to us again? It's going to be interesting to see if Mr. Bogart has come forward to let us know that he's there so that we can pass that message along. Okay. Jeez. Paul and I headed over towards the hangar. One of the claims is that a shadow figure has been seen on top of the hangar. I understand that... Many people have died here, in this fortress. The war is over, so why choose to stay here? You can move one of these canisters or gas masks. You could show yourself. Hey, on the off chance that whoever's trying to get our attention is Alphonse, Moving, you? No, I was not. I was still. That was right here. Alphonse, if, is that you? Alphonse Bogart. Holy crap. Something just pulled my flashlight. Come on, who's here? Alphonse, if, is that you? Paul and I looked inside the hangar, and just as we started to ask questions about Mr. Bogart, it seemed like we started getting immediate responses. Something just pulled on my flashlight. My flashlight was tugged very hard, almost came out of my hand. It did it once, and I was like, it's maybe me, and then it did it twice harder, and I was like, holy something just pulled on my flashlight. Twice. Who's in here with us? So this is the sinkhole. There's like 75 soldiers buried here somewhere. Still? Still. Damn. The bodies were never recovered. People have seen what looked like spirits or something. Okay. Kat and I were investigating the sinkhole. We're very hopeful that uh, we'll be able to find some answers for Lee and Tina about her great-grandfather. We're going to move ahead a little bit here. Get past this. Where we started. Here we go. World War II is your name, Alphonse Bogart. I moved ahead to the, um, where the 75 died. Soldiers again, were buried and killed. We can communicate that to the people that may need your message. I was really surprised that 
We have a moat around the fortress. With the advance of the Germans, you took all precautions kind of, necessary. Kind of built to make sure like getting in. Medieval towns. Chris and I were paddling around Not against in the tanks, guns ahead back in even uh, World War One. Doesn't mean to say that the spirits won't reside in there. EVP session, Barry and Chris, water microphone and air. We were using a waterproof microphone in the water, and then we were using the air microphone outside to see if we could try and make any sort of connection with anything that may still linger. Gotta admit, they were thorough. Barry. Professional to the end. Olivo Anglais. Guten Tag, Vigets. If there are any spirits here, we need your assistance to try and help us find Alphonse Bogart. He was a soldier who allegedly died here during World War One. Is there anybody here? What is that in front of us? Oh, I don't know about this. You might need to duck down. Oh, oh my God, Barry! Barry! Oh, are you okay? Yep. Sure enough, just when we thought we were in the clear, the back end near Barry catches, and we're stuck. I don't know what he did to get us loose, but luckily he did because the last thing I wanted to do was end up in the water tonight. That was so bad. I think we've had a great investigation. Let's get packed up. Copy that. They never did find the grandfather. I guess they got to do um, a reveal. Investigation here at the fortress of Antwerp. Leontina, the great granddaughter of Alphonse Bogart, is asking the question Is Alphonse Bogart here? Is his spirit still here? Is he able to communicate and give us the information that we require? into analysis for the fortress of Antwerp and it was a tough investigation we had a lot of areas to cover and we got a lot of footage coming from that we're going to try and uh, discover whether or not Leotina's great-grandfather really is um, at the fortress or whether or not his spirit is in fact laid to rest so I know we all had our challenges we all had our experiences at the fortress of Antwerp and I think for Susan and I the hangar really was maybe the pinnacle point of the investigation it seems like there was a lot of stuff going on in that one area for us when you said you heard what sounded like one of the canister lids being thrown right. or tossed or whatever. Right, right. You've got them? It's very loud. You don't even need headphones for this. On the off chance that whoever's trying to get our attention is Alphonse. Wow. It was very, that was very thrown. loud. That close to you. It was that. I mean, it was there on the floor right next to us. But it did happen at the same time as I started referring to Alphonse, which is obviously the great-grandfather that we're looking for. All right, guys, I want to take a look at this. This is from the full-spectrum camera in the right caponier. Right. Joe and Scott would find this particularly interesting, being that this might answer a few questions. Now, what we're looking for are these strange light anomalies that seem to appear over here in this corner. You'll see it appear right there. Oh, yeah. It looks like it's got a little bit of a tail. Now, Barry also saw lights in there. So maybe it might explain maybe what he was seeing as well. So we'll, we'll get their take. Seeing it, the poltergeist. I want you to take a listen to this. This is when Just Paul and I were investigating in the hangar. We heard that disembodied voice speak to okay. us. Wow. Do you want to take a listen? Yeah. Ooh. What was that? Oh, wow. <laughs> the reveal. 
whatever they were no doing as far as looking for um, evidence. You know, your great grandfather is supposed to have died here, mm -hmm. and in, in pretty bad circumstances. Yes. We put our hearts and minds into it to try and get you answers, and of course we're going to show you some of the results that we have here. Already getting goosebumps. <laughs> Scott and Joe were in the right cabinier, yes. and they had witnessed this unusual light that appeared. Uh, you're going to be looking for and um, it appears over on this side now scott of course he had said that he had seen this small green ball of light appear with almost like a tail and we can see in that footage that this one appeared almost with yeah. a slight tail as well and the big mystery is of course what truly are these are they? so paul and susan were investigating in the hangar they heard something right near them that startled them okay on the off chance that whoever's trying to get our attention is Alphonse. <laughs> yeah, it was like something was dropped or, uh, yeah. Shortly after they caught this, they heard what sounds like a voice. We'll let you have a listen to that and see if you can spot it. Whoa, what was that? It sounded more like hey, hey or something. They went and investigated. They, they were looking for whoever was possibly there. Some kind of language other than hey. We didn't hey, yeah. get a response from Alphonse Bogart. We were getting responses though, but a lot of the activity seemed to be around the hangar. There's going to be some comfort in the fact that we didn't connect with them because I would think, you know, dying like that, the last thing I'd want was my family still stuck mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. So actually it's good <laughs> that they didn't respond back. We were very, very happy that we were able to come through here mm -hmm. and help you in this task. We don't believe that Alphonse Bogart's his spirit, his spirit is in the fortress. There were enough experiences in the hangar and there was enough evidence to back up what was going on there that we can't deny that there is paranormal activity here at the fort. The things I've seen and, and heard here especially are uh, quite interesting and Brick quite after convinced Brick, they me. That fortress. <laughs> Thank oh my you God. for inviting us here and allowing us walls the had opportunity to, be really to work with you. Well, thank you. It's very good. Very good for me. Well, now that GHI has revealed their findings, I feel quite relieved because they haven't been really able to come in contact with my great-grandfather, Alphonse Bogart. So they weren't able to find his ghost in distress. So I'm very happy that I am um, holding their help. It was a very emotional case. I was very happy the fact that we were able to bring her some peace of mind. Mm -hmm. But I mean, we really have no reason to believe that he's there. No. Which is good. Yeah. Well, let's get back, pick them up, and uh, move on to our next country. Move on to the next, as they say. In Italy now. Welcome to the Tuscany region of Tuscany. Italy. We have a great case coming up, and Susan the is going to give us the pieces there too. Well, team, we are heading over to investigate Villa di Culiano. It's been in our client's family since the 16th century, and wow. the owner of the villa and our client, Agostino, has called us in to explain the paranormal activity that's been going on there, and he wants to know whether or not the villa is haunted by his ancestor, Teresa Scholastica, or maybe there's a much darker haunting. Underneath his villa are what Agostino believes to be these old Roman catacombs, where he speculates the famed author Mary Shelley conducted electrical shock experimentations on cadavers there she was doing this Roman because she soldiers? was looking for some material had to be for a difference of 2,000 years almost wow Mary Shelley and Frankenstein so now what kind of activity is happening there Susie people staying at the villa have actually reported seeing Teresa's apparition and they heard what sounds like a woman's voice 
Wow. Yeah, that's cool. Augustino called us in to help him understand whether or not the paranormal activity going on in the house relates to the secrets that are hidden in these tombs and tunnels underground. Okay, folks, I think this is it. Nice wow. villa. More stucco on the outside. Agostino! Oh, hi. Good to see you, finally. Agostino Agostini, welcome to Villa di Corleano. I call Das Hunters International because I would like to know something about August, uh, the paranormal Augustine, activities Augustine. in Corleano. What a name. Many guests told us about Teresa Scolastica or other ghosts present uh, in the villa. What can you tell us about the history of this place? There's a story about this ghost named Teresa Scolastica. She died here in 1816. She loved the villa so much that she never left. You're saying there's a lot of stories of Teresa. Where did they happen? Here, there was a chandler. Mm -hmm. My uncle heard a terrible noise, like the chandler fall down yes. on the floor. When he arrives inside the bar room, Everything was right. The chandelier was on the wall, but one of the two chandeliers was broken. My uncle believed that Teresa was responsible. Where else has she been seen? Downstairs in the canteen and in the main floor of this level. And upstairs, many guests of the villa heard Teresa speaking. Now what can you tell us about Mary Shelley? We understand she was good friends with Teresa who come here to visit. Here, downstairs on the catacomb, the legend was that inside Mary Shelley attends to galvanist experiments. And some people said that the Frankenstein is a diary of experiments on the human bodies. Is it possible that we can maybe see these catacombs? Yeah, sure. Okay, after you. Uh, yeah, thank you. This is a low level of uh, the villa. Probably this part of the villa was used by Mary Shelley for galvanist experiments. If you look, there is many rooms that are covered by the yes. concrete. We do not know when and why they had covered the rooms. We have tried to open the concrete because I am very curious and I would like to see what there is behind. So you believe behind this wall, possibly, that there may be bodies? Yes. How would you feel if we were able to drill through this? I do not know if you drill what you can discover. So do you believe that possibly if there's tunnels or catacombs behind this, that they're possibly connected to the other tunnel systems that are outside in the garden? Yes, I believe. The story is that is a, there is a, some secret passage inside the cave behind the villa that uh, nobody knows exactly I've never seen it before. It's kind of wild. Sitting here listening to it. We'd like to thank you for showing us around the villa and uh, commentary. We'll see you in a few days. Would, with the would, results would of our be Mary Shelley much, uh, conducting yeah. electrical experiences on cadavers. We just finished the tour of the Villa di Colleano here in Italy. Your bones. There is a spirit which is known as Teresa, yet there seems to be something else underlying within the villa. Were the experiments that Mary Shelley were carrying out here at the villa possibly something which was connected to some paranormal activity? Okay, Scotty, I need that camera turned somewhat to we're the move ahead. left. There's lot of chambers here at the villa that Augustino equipment. still has no idea what's behind. Move it up here a little bit so I can conduct their... Uh, Investigation. It's only a two minute, two minute advance. Oh, 
much higher than the dryer was. I, I was trying to estimate. It was definitely between here and here. I know that's not they a big deal, but it, it was probably maybe five feet tall. Something okay, touched down. Or three quarters feet tall. The reason why I ask is when we're upstairs in the ballroom, we're looking out. Something just actually touched my ear. That's, that's, that's what's going on you here. Yeah. I'm telling you, there has been weird stuff going on in here since it's we got in here. It's pretty, been pretty active. Stephen Tippett, Jerry Fitzgerald, Susan Slaughter, had all kinds of experiences. It was more just like a rub I'm on the side of the ear, but I didn't see anything. So we continued with our investigation of that part. So? So this is the ballroom. I mean, the main claims in here are the chandeliers that are no longer here, sounding like... They dropped. Teresa? Did you see that? Teresa, are you I've there? I'm thinking that I've been seeing something moving over there, straight ahead of us. Right in the doorway? Yeah. Did there you is something. Mary I don't know what that is. Smoke. Experiments here at the villa. Fog, whatever it is. Here, wait, wait. Did you hear that? I hope they caught it on camera. If there were more of them, I would have thought like, the footsteps, like the hard heel on yeah. your shoe. It sounded like just a one footstep within the, the main ballroom area. Weren't sure if it was coming from up top or whether it was down below. Um, but both Chris and I had heard it may be that Teresa was trying to bring forward a message to something. I've just seen a shadow move there again. I'm telling you, I saw something over that doorway. I was looking down the end of the ballroom and it looked like there was a shadow that passed by the door. A few minutes later, Barry ended up seeing it, and he described the same thing, this dark, small shadow. So I'm not really sure what's going on in that room, but I do know what I saw. I'm hoping I might have caught it on my camera. If I understand right, there were no specific claims here? No. It's just the story of Mary Shelley and their experiments. Yeah. And it's possible that there's still bodies that are entombed here. Initially, I was intrigued to find out what was behind these walls down here in the catacombs. There's theory here that there may very well be a treasure or even bodies or something, so I got a drill to dig and find out if there really is something behind this wall. And before we begin, thin camera we these. I, I figured this is this whole mummy's curse thing. You know when you burst into a, oh, yeah, a, a, a sealed a chamber like, yeah, and you don't first know. get in there, gases can escape. Right. Now, one of the things I was concerned of is if we do happen to break through and there were bodies behind this wall, we could very well endanger ourselves this with some Paul sort Bradford. of uh, chemical uh, that could be very Joe hazardous Chin. to us. I, I find it's, it's better to, to, to prepare yourself for anything. Okay. Now, as I said, we're already quite a way in, but we need to just keep working our way in. You see this small this hole there? This is one of the small tunnels. So I'm going to try and squeeze through this one. We have another larger chamber at the top that we're going to have to repel into. Augustino told us about two caves at the back of the villa, which he speculated may have housed dead bodies. So we wanted it to descend down in there and drill through and see if we could answer those questions for him. Chris went down into the larger chamber with ropes, and I went in through the smaller entranceway into the smaller chambers. Wow. Both Chris and I worked together to try and establish where she should be drilling from, and once that was done, then I climbed back out again and lowered Susan down into the chamber. Steady. Paul, Scott and Joe are already in the catacombs underneath the villa, drilling as we speak. So let me know when you're at the bottom. I'm there. Okay. That's it. Yeah. She'll probably find the chamber behind it because it looks like they're all connected somehow. Something got thrown. 
Corleone. Corleone is like the Godfather. All three of them turned their heads to see. We heard what what sounded like something dropping or, or something, something metal. Thrown. Something got thrown. I don't see anything back there. Is there anybody there? We went and looked. It was further down the the catacomb itself, and we were not able to track that down. We did have a DV camera running with us, and we'll see what we were able to capture. This is on the Sci-Fi Channel on Daily Motion. It's interesting what they're doing. Hopefully they'll find a Roman soldier. Or... I think it's safe to say that this is just all dirt all the way back. We got pretty deep. Yeah. We got deep enough to determine that there's not a brick wall there. Yeah. I'm gonna grab my camera yeah. and uh, okay. let's see if the others are finished. Can you see that much? I see you. So it just leads to the other chamber, huh? Yeah, it's straight through it, and there's nothing in the middle. There's no hollow ground. There's no bodies or anything. Okay, right. right. Man, nothing's built. Okay, guys, let's get everything wrapped up. Alright, you want to get everything back in this bag? There's nothing behind there. Our investigation of the Villa de Corleano. And the big questions obviously are is there anything here? Does it have anything to do with human experimentation and catacombs? Or is it truly sad? This woman I believe used to live here and is still haunting the place. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Agostino, thank you for meeting us again. Pleased to meet you here in Corleano. Well, over the course of the investigation, we did go looking for this elusive spirit, Teresa. And um, during our investigation, we started having some things happen. Now, Joe and Scott were investigating adjacent to the cantina area. Scott went into the laundry room and he was shocked to see something standing there. The legs were invisible, but he was able to see the shoulders. And he immediately went out and got Joe. But whatever was there that Scott had seen had vanished. Behind uh, the laundry originally was uh, the entrance of uh, the villa in the cantina. Oh. And it could be that uh, she passed through the wall because uh, this is a passage that, that she knows. Which it makes sense for a residual haunt. They would travel the same path they would in life. Yeah. Now, during Chris and I's investigation here in the ballroom, we were continually trying to reach out for Teresa. And we want to let you hear what we heard. Okay. It, it seemed uh, a, a foot was moving on the barrel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very evident. Yeah. So now one of the areas you wanted us to check out was the, the caves. Mary went into the smaller cave, and then Susan and I were lowered down into the other cave, and we drilled right through the wall. Yes, okay. Can you see that much? Let me Nothing in between. Hey. Oh, now, if you look at this, you can tell there's no separation between the two walls. So we didn't find any bodies. No bodies. No. There's no bodies. No Mary Shelley bodies. No experimental This brings things. us to the catacombs underneath the villa. We took a look, and, and that earth was pretty compact. There was nothing getting through to the other side. I'm surprised that you do not find uh, any rooms uh, and uh, any passages. We didn't find anything there to really concern no. us. We know that there, there may have been experiments by Mary Shelley as she came yes. through Italy, but uh, we don't see any threat for anyone coming to stay at the villa. And we wish you the very best luck. Okay, thank take you. care.